often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 597. I'm your host, Josh Albrecht, recording once again inside the Slapbox penthouse. My trusty sidekick agent, Fox Mulder, the three-legged kitty, is laying on the couch right bus. Well, not beside, but behind me. Uh, he just ate, so hopefully he's pretty chill. Uh, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> I blanked there for a second. Not good coming out of the gate. Usually, right out of the gate, I've got, I've got uh, my eye on the prize, and uh, I'm ready to roll. But uh, yeah, I just, <laughs> uh, I was just reading a news story and then got sidetracked as I was about to start there. Anyway, yeah, um, uh, I called into work for the first time, not ever, but you know. At the current job I work at, I uh, this week I yeah I uh, <laughs> called in for the very first time at that job because uh, of ice. I didn't do it because uh, I was ill or anything of that nature. But uh, and uh, you know I have sick time there. I can call in and just say I'm sick and get paid for it. But this is the first time I've <laughs> done so. Uh, and, uh, it, the, the ice was bad, man. Normally, uh, normally I can make it when there's, you know, a lot of snow and stuff. I mean, I live less than, uh, shit, less than two miles, um, away from, uh, work, you know? I mean, I could walk there <laughs> probably probably in about 20 minutes. A little over 20 to 30 minutes depending on how I mean if I if I'm slow, if I'm wearing my work boots and shit, it's probably taking me 30 minutes or so. Uh it's definitely uh it's definitely not that damn far away. Um which uh there was a video uh, I'll get to what I did, but there was a video, and I was, it's in Missouri. We're in Jefferson County. Doesn't say where at Jefferson County. Uh, but there's a video going around on uh, online that uh, made it throughout the world. And uh, fun fact, I believe for me calling in for the ice that I think I got pointed for that. <laughs> uh <laughs> Which, so uh, some people did show up for work, but uh, I believe there's quite a few people that did not because of the ice. I mean, the ice was fucking bad Monday. Um, but there was a video that's gone around nationwide of uh, the ice problem in, uh, <coughs> in good old Missouri, and uh. I'll read what it says here on this article on fox59.com. KTVI. See here. 
Freezing rain coated streets across the St. Louis region with ice Sunday night into Monday, resulting in several car accidents and ER trips for people attempting to navigate the dangerous conditions in their vehicles. Even first responders were not immune from Mother Nature's wrath. A video uh, recorded Monday morning captured the moment as a fire truck from the Iraq Community Fire Protection District spun out of control and nearly slammed into homes in a Jefferson County subdivision. Uh, oh my God, a woman exclaims as the fire truck starts to spin out of control on the icy road. The crash happened in the 1700 block of Parkside Place just west of Imperial. Neighbors Joe Lawson and Caitlin Voicey uh, recorded videos of the uh, fire truck losing traction on the slick sloping road and turning a full 360 degrees before clipping a parked car. Fortunately, striking the car diverted the truck and kept it from smashing into a home at the bottom of the slope. Instead, uh, video shows the truck gliding across the driveway before coming to rest in the grass between the two homes. It's pretty crazy, man. The the whole truck. Um, let's see if I pull up a goddamn video just to kind of remind myself here. Da, 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 da. Is, uh, yeah, I mean, the thing is just spinning in circles. It does a like two cir full circles. And yeah, it slides right between these two homes. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. But uh, what happened to me now, um, I mean, I looked outside. I knew it was a probably a bad idea for me even to attempt it. I could tell it's, you know, I live on a uh, <clears throat> really steep hill. <laughs> Very steep hill. Uh, and I live near the top of the hill. There's no flat part on our, our road until you hit 5th Street. Then it, then it levels off. That's at the very top. I live, you know, a little bit down from that. There's one other unit that's higher than me, and then there's a house before that. Uh, that being, There's another townhouse that's connected to mine that's, you know, before that, and then uh, another house that's separate. And... Uh, Pulling out of my driveway, you're already on a hill. There's no <laughs> no flat ground and nowhere to get like momentum before going up said hill. And then this the, the street at the bottom it just ends in uh I guess you call it a cul-de-sac. I mean it just ends. It's not really a cul-de-sac per se. I mean the street just ends at the bottom. There's no it doesn't connect to anything else. There's just an ending, and it's not flat down there either. <laughs> so you can't just go to the bottom and then get some speed and then go back up the hill. <laughs> doesn't work like that. Um, I could tell, though, by just looking out the window that, like, the whole road was covered in ice. And uh, I don't know what I was thinking, what I was hoping for. <laughs> When I attempted to drive out, I was just trying to, like, get out of the driveway and just get momentum, like, immediately, and it didn't work out that way. As soon as, like, I didn't slide really on the driveway until, it wasn't until I really hit the street. that That's when I started to slide, and then I just slid, and I almost hit, like, every one of the neighbor's cars 
on the way down and I went to the very end of the road. I slid all the way down to the bottom of the road and uh, I had all my full, uh, you know, I was ready for work. I had all my full work gear on, my, my welding jacket, all that shit on. <laughs> and uh, I was kitted out. <laughs> Not that that would have helped me in a car crash, but... <laughs> uh. I I knew that I was like, man, there's a good chance. Like even before I like started the car, I was like, there's a good chance I'm not gonna be able to get up there. I didn't or see me sliding all the way down the road though. I thought maybe I'd have, I'd be able to I just didn't realize how thick the layer of ice was, I think is the problem. <laughs> I mean you know, it was a thin layer of ice, like I'd probably just have a problem like getting up it and then maybe I could just get it back to the driveway. And uh, in hindsight, like, you know, my attendance is, was pretty much perfect before that moment. And uh, <laughs> calling in a day wasn't going to be a real issue. I see ice like that again. I'm just, I'm not even going to attempt it. That was really dumb. I was the only person on our road, I think, that even attempted it. Like, everybody else was smart enough not to do that. <laughs> and uh, anyway, yeah, so I slid all the way down the road as uh, I break braking, trying to pump the brakes a little bit, and nothing's happening, just holding down the brakes, hitting the fucking parking brake, nothing is preventing me from going down. I tried g- throwing it in first and try to gas it. <laughs> uh, but it was a little too late to do that because I was already pretty much to the bottom of the hill by the time I did that. But uh, Had it been an automatic, it would have been a little bit easier to do, but trying to shift <laughs> into a different gear and do that while I'm also sliding backwards was bit of a challenge and uh i ended up sliding all the way down and then there's the curb there where uh i went over the curb and uh i don't know maybe thankfully there was a tree there <laughs> i guess maybe i should be thankful of that the tree right there that i was able to steer into and uh most of the way down i was probably picking up speed up to probably like 20 miles an hour i mean it was <laughs> there was no <laughs> slowing it down. <laughs> I was picking up speed. And uh, when I hit the curb, and I guess I hit the grass a little bit, that gave me some traction. And, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was able to s- stop a little bit there uh, or slow down a little bit before hitting the tree. It didn't look like the tree really did any damage. I was slowed up down just enough to where it really didn't damage my <laughs> car. It was uh, thankfully a... Smaller part of the tree that <laughs> I sort of tapped. <laughs> but I, as I was going down, I was like, oh, fuck. And, I mean, it's still, it's still even at the bottom, it's a very steep hill. And I'm just thinking, like, man, if this goes down wrong, like, I could end up, like, flipping this car or something. It's a small car. I mean, it's a Mini Cooper. Not the best. Not that there would have been any good car to be sliding down a hill in. <laughs> um, but, uh. Definitely, you know, there there were scenarios that ended poorly for me. Um, I was pretty lucky that uh, I was able to steer out of the way of all the vehicles and uh, prevent hitting any of them, and then I was somehow managed to get it to stop at the bottom of the hill. I tried going back up the hill. I figured if I had the momentum, I could just get over the fucking up the hill. I was able to get up a little bit but I ended up just sliding right back down I mean there was no I was able to get up a, like a couple feet really 
well, more than a couple feet, but it was, and then it was like, yep, it, I just got to let it slide back down and <laughs> somehow get it to not. Thankfully, I didn't get it that far, very far up before it slid back down again, though. So it didn't have the momentum as it did the first time. So I was able to just steer it back into a, a sort of parking spot at the bottom of the hill, and then I just left it there for a couple hours <laughs> till the ice melted somewhat before I could get the damn car back up and called in to work. Um, I was not happy about it. I was not happy about the whole situation. Um, work did actually delay the start by two hours at 8 a.m. But unfortunately, it wouldn't hit above freezing until, like, afternoon. So, I mean, delaying the start till 8 really didn't do a whole lot for us. It was, uh, <laughs> um, I guess it made it toward the sun was definitely out, and you could see the ice. <laughs> there was that. I have PTSD now when I watch the, uh, the video of the fire truck spinning out. That's uh, <laughs> I should probably stop watching that. Although the without the audio, it's not bad. I would another good thing of that when it slid down. Like I started kind of like I was gonna panic, and I was like, hey, yeah, don't panic. <laughs> like I mean, even if you die or if you get hurt, like uh, it's not good to like flip out. Oh no, I can't do anything. Like just use your brain. You know, try to remember <laughs> the smartest thing to do. Uh, you know, make sure you're steering right, and uh, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, just kind of use your brain. <laughs> Which I guess it worked enough. It didn't work. I mean, I didn't use my brain enough to know not to drive out of the drive. I mean, I knew it was a bad idea. I knew it was a bad idea, but I did it anyway. <laughs> Uh, I, that's the defi- definition of uh, insane, isn't it? When you, <laughs> well, I guess you keep doing the same thing over and over again, even though and expect different results. Which, to be fair, um, I hadn't driven on this road yet with with it completely covered in ice. I've driven on this road when it was covered in snow, and had a bit of a time. But I got a, a shovel. I can shovel my way out takes time but <laughs> I can deal with the snow <laughs> ice was ice is just a just a real bitch man ice is a real problem and it, it was from rain you know it rained a bunch and so even if you like say salt the, the night before it's not going to do you any good the rain's just going to wash all that shit away it's a real predicament ice is a real fucking cunt I'm saying it ice is a cunt I'm anti-ice. You heard it here. <laughs> I mean, I like ice beverages, I guess. But ice on the road, fuck all that. Fuck all that shit. And so, uh, <laughs> thankfully I averted, you know, destroying my car and whatnot. That would have sucked. I mean, I just spent a lot of money on fixing the brakes and all that on it. I did have uh, issues walking back up the road too. As uh, I was smart enough, at least, <laughs> you know, I I was using my brain after I did the slide down the hill, <laughs> not so much when I got in the car and decided I was going to go to work. Cause, uh, had they just called off work? I feel like they should have called off work. Most of the businesses in town 
called off. We're closed. Even by, like, I went out at, like, 3 p.m. to go have uh, dinner at, well, we were going to go to the Fazoli's. They were closed. Hey, somebody, you know, cared about their employees. <laughs> and uh, we ended up going to Steak and Shake. I would imagine they probably opened late. I would hope that the places that were open probably opened late. Um, the uh, the roads were still kind of shit when we went out then, but it was well above freezing at that point. It was still raining. It's not great weather, man. And uh, <clears throat> but uh, when I went back up the hill, I uh, I walked back. Of course, I left my fucking car at the bottom of the hill, and uh, just just fucking pissed. I'm like, God damn it! I had my lunch <laughs> in my cooler in in the. Uh, car too I thought about carrying that back up with me I'm like man there's no point of that I mean it's not like it's going to get hot or anything in here it's in a cooler it's inside the car I knew that it was going to get a should get above freezing around noon so I was like that'll be the time I, I go get my car <laughs> and then I can have my lunch and uh so I uh, left that in the car and I was like fuck alright I uh I'm not walking up the street because the street is obviously a complete sheet of ice. If my car slides down the whole thing, I am going to slide down the whole thing. There's no way I'm going to get traction. As it turns out, uh, steel-toed boots, uh, the laceless steel-toed boots, you know, are not good in ice. Probably not good in snow. In snow, they'd probably be okay, but they're not great in ice. Especially, I think, not having the laces. I feel like, you know, because my, my feet can slide right out of them if they get stuck in something. Uh, I ended up walking up the grass because I knew the grass wouldn't be as slick. Like, there's texture to the grass over in that area and everything. It probably absorbed a lot of the rain. It shouldn't be as bad, and I was correct. The grass was the correct way to go. <laughs> Problem is... um. I went on the opposite side of my driveway because, like, had I gone up the side that my driveway's on, I would have had to walk over everybody's driveway on the way up there. So, I like, that wasn't going to work out. I was going to fall on my ass, like, every fucking time I had to cross the driveway. So, I fucking went up the side that, you know, nobody's driveway was on. And it was all grass. I made it all the way up to where my uh, townhouse is. The, uh, the, the slapbox penthouse. And uh, then I was like, well, fuck. You know, it's a very narrow street that we live on. It's really difficult to have two lanes of traffic going down. It's really just mainly there's par cars parked along one side of the street. There's basically enough room for like one car to go down it or up it. And uh, <laughs> at a time, you got to like take turns. They give everybody a chance to go. Anyway, I. Uh, <laughs> When I got to my unit there and I was on the opposite side of the road, I was like, oh, man, this is, you, I mean, you could just look at this stuff. And, and obviously I knew by this point it is a thick, salad piece of ice. And I'm thinking, like, man, I am going to fucking clearly slide up my ass and fucking the last thing I want to do is break a fucking leg today. Like, this is going to completely destroy fuck the next month a couple months you know like it's gonna totally uh, it's just not gonna be good and then 
not to mention, like, how the fuck am I going to get to the hospital? <laughs> if, you know, a fire truck's going to slide down. I don't. I doubt a fucking ambulance is going to be able to get to my place. That's not. That's not a good decision. I'd probably slide all the way to the bottom and then take out my car. You know, it wouldn't be good. And uh, so, I mean, I tried. Just, I mean, it was the longest it's ever taken me to cross that road. <laughs> I was, I was trying to just like inch myself out there, and it was just you know sliding the whole time, and then I started to fall, and I. I almost like bit the dust, but I like kind of caught myself. And then I was just like, I went ahead and like went all the way down, got on my ass and then like crawled <laughs> to the other side of the road. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure my neighbors could see me. <laughs> I thought I heard them commenting something like, Oh shit. <laughs> like Something of that nature. And, uh, I made it back in, and man, I was so pissed. And my my work pants were all sopping wet from sl- dragging myself on ice, and uh, I was I was just pissed. I was like, God damn it! <laughs> I call into work, and so I call into work, and we were supposed to start working at like eight that day. And like I'm messaging, uh, we got a uh, the buddies from work that we uh, play. Uh, call of duty with we got a messenger group and uh <laughs> we we'd message each other like the night before like because we all got a message too saying that uh, work was being delayed till eight and uh like everybody was like messaging about like you know how bad the roads were from where they were at and whether or not they were going to call in and shit and uh <clears throat> i fucking <laughs> Uh, after I called in, um, I, <laughs> I come upstairs and I'm like, well, fuck it. I guess I'm going to like play some call of duty. And, uh, several of the, uh, guys in our messenger group, I think two other guys ended up calling in like, uh, whereas, uh, <clears throat> three of them actually made it to work. Uh, two of them, of course, right together. Uh, <clears throat> and, uh, I was like, well, fuck it. I guess I'm going to play some Call of Duty. <laughs> Since I can't make it into work. And uh, I was explaining the whole story on the chat group, like what happened. Like, son of a bitch with the car situation. That was, man, that was fucking. I'll, I'll never attempt that again with that ice. Like, that was, that was so fucking dumb on my part. So fucking dumb. <laughs> you know, I can be so lucky with shit like that. I mean, part of it was... I guess just that I was didn't panic and was able to you know think and like steer correctly to uh, make sure that it start sliding one way, steer you know in the opposite direction and shit, and able to. <laughs> <laughs> the, there, the stopping part I don't feel like was anything uh, I did myself though. It just kind of ended up being luck that part. Anyway. <laughs> Like, uh, next time I, I, I'm not really going to chance that. I'll take the, the point from work and, uh, <sighs> call in and just, you know, deal with it. 
As uh, hopefully there's not more ice days like that. At least this year, man. Fuck. I know eventually it's gonna happen again. Just hopefully, hopefully not this winter. As man, that was not something I want to repeat again. Um. But uh, yeah, I ended up playing Call of Duty when I got back. Oh yeah, and when eight o'clock rolled around. That's when a truck came down very slowly down the road uh, with the, it was a plow truck and they had the salt and was salting the street. I was like, motherfucker, now you're salting it. (laughs) Which, you know, there's not that many people that live on the street. I mean, it's not a big priority when it comes to like salting and all that kind of shit. But it was like, I (laughs) just finally got done fucking around with my car basically and called into work get up and start playing call of duty and i was like then i hear the truck i'm like oh damn it (laughs) though i'm pretty sure it took quite a while for that ice to melt even after it had been salted and uh i was wondering too i was like oh fuck is that truck now gonna slide down all the way to the street (laughs) all the way to the bottom street and hit my car (laughs) he managed to not do it though he must have been uh quite used to this sort of thing. It was a massive truck. And I'm sure it was, you know, four-wheel drive and all that good shit. <laughs> and he went, like, so fucking slow. And he would, before he'd go down, I mean, he was going in reverse. And, like, salting behind him. So there was, you know, a little bit of salt on the road to give him a little bit of traction and shit. Dude knew what he was doing. But, uh... <laughs> I... I uh, even with that though, I mean, I went outside a couple of times before I finally moved my car. I'd like open up the garage and see like, okay, how's it looking out there now? I'm like, not nah, still a full sheet of ice pretty much. <laughs> like you see the ice starting to melt a little bit. My driveway was definitely not, <laughs> not great. <laughs> um, I probably should have bought some salt. <laughs> I didn't do that. Um, <laughs> And, uh, anyway, yeah, I, I went, just went back inside or why well, I, I stayed inside whenever the truck was out there. Like, uh, after playing some Call of Duty for a while, I put together a Boba Fett 4D puzzle of his, uh, Boba Fett helmet that is, that I got for Christmas that, uh, from the old roommates and, uh. Yeah, I w- I'd been meant meaning to put it together, and then I just hadn't gotten around to it. I was like, "Well, fuck! I guess I'll do it today." <laughs> I'm not going to work, obviously. Oh, such a pisser, such a pisser, man. And it's like you can't go anywhere and do anything either because you know, there's fucking ice outside. <laughs> and then I it really bothered me that the car was just at the bottom of the hill. <laughs> Like I wanted to get out, get it back as soon as possible, and I waited till I waited till it was afternoon. I think I waited till twelve thirty or so. I don't remember what time exactly it was, but it was a little tricky getting down there. I was able to walk on the road at least, but there was still there was still some definitely very slick. I mean, I I knew that my car would get enough traction. That was the important part. But uh, I had to walk through the grass again, going down. And then uh, 
almost busted my ass getting walking around the car <laughs> to get inside it. Uh, but but uh, I didn't have any problems getting it back up the road once once the salt had uh, done its magic, and then uh, I got it back in the garage. I was like, oh. Because uh, I was concerned too that you know I would be dumb enough to not wait long enough for the uh, shit to be melted enough, and then I am still like hitting a neighbor's vehicle or something. I didn't want that. I didn't want to fuck my car up, and I definitely want to fuck anybody else's car up. <clears throat> that just wouldn't be any good. Not to mention, you know, if I hit somebody's car, and then I'm gonna go have to you know give them my information and everything. I gotta get over to whichever unit they live in. Without busting my ass. <laughs> Hopefully they would just come outside. Hopefully they would like hear it and I'm like, oh shit, what, you know. <clears throat> and then uh, maybe be like, hey, how about I come down here once this ice is melted? <laughs> Take care of this. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everybody else just stayed at home that day. <laughs> I don't think anybody was going out. <clears throat> But, I, you know, I don't know for sure. I know I didn't hear any cars going up that street. I was really the only idiot out there doing that. <clears throat> As, uh, that was that was no fun. <laughs> I've had much better snow days in the past. That was not. Man, I just, I, I just hate it, you know, when businesses just don't shut down for that sort of thing like why I mean I could understand <clears throat> if you're an EMS worker or you know just something like a you're a fucking doctor whatever whatever have you there they're like uh, <clears throat> something that's a job where you have to get to you know you got open heart surgery you got to do on somebody today. You got, you know, whatever it is. If your job is that important, then you got to try to make it out there, you know. Uh, my job is deals with the construction business, though. I don't see that that's necessarily <laughs> a life or death situation. Don't feel like this, you know, we're going to buy closing for a day, you know, but I'm not the one running the company. Maybe I'm not, <laughs> uh, it's not hurting my pocketbook as big as I guess it is the company. It's not my call. <laughs> uh, there's just so many places though that, uh, are so gung ho, but usually, usually with businesses like this, it's, you know the big the the ones that usually don't shut down are ones where the they have offices that are outside of uh wherever they uh fucking are located there like uh <clears throat> you know they got a headquarters in some other state and the people you know fucking corporations are always like nope don't shut down. Don't shut down. Never shut down. That's gonna, it's gonna hurt the bottom line. And if you know they're, uh, you know, can witness it firsthand, and see, you know, they might be like, oh hey, shit, nobody should be driving in this. 
you know, like it's less likely to make the decision to never close. Like uh, Shelley, uh, you know, he uh, works in a factory downtown now. Um, his uh, employer said they were going to hold off and wait till ten to open. Which again, it was still below freezing at that point. I'm sure there was still ice. But uh, the owner of that place drove in, or the manager, whoever, drove in to go open the place and got into a wreck and then called off. <laughs> it's all fun and games until the person calling running the shots gets affected. And that's really what I think drives a lot of why so many businesses stay open during uh, inclement weather. <laughs> is that uh, if they're not the ones having to deal with it, then, you know, just keep that keep that train moving because that's what keeps the money flowing, you know? <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, and in, in hindsight, I, I should just be more like, hey, you know, if that fucking ice, if it's ice out there, like, fuck that. <laughs> I'm not attempting that road. That was fucking stupid. I have a Mini Cooper. Some Mini Coopers actually do have all-wheel drive. Mine does not. Some of them you can get all-wheel drive. I imagine it would be a little bit easier, but again, it was just, I mean, it was a solid fucking sheet of ice. There's not enough weight to that vehicle to really fucking help me out. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, if it was all-wheel drive, I may, I fucking doubt <laughs> that would have helped me out a whole lot, but I'm sure it would have been a lot easier. Than, uh, than not having that. I feel like an automatic would help me a little bit there, too. I'm just not accustomed to driving a manual in the ice. I mean, I've driven in ice before. Usually, you know, in the past when I had to do that, I didn't have to draw, start on a hill going upwards. <clears throat> if I If I hit a hill, I had, uh, I had momentum going into it and was able to get over it. <laughs> like, I remember driving back from Muffin Man's house, I believe, when I used to do the podcast over there. It was one night where fucking freezing rain, and I was on Highway 47. And I was able to uh, I hit one hill where it was pretty icy, man. It was a really long hill, but I was able to keep enough momentum going into the hill where I got over it. I was a little freaked out because... There was a person in front of me that was turning at one point on the hill. I was like, fuck me. Please keep going. I need to get up this hill. I think I think that might have been, might have had the Focus at that time, the Ford Focus. That was before the Mini. I'm pretty sure. Pretty confident on that. I feel like that car probably did a little bit better in the snow and shit. But uh, it was a bit bigger of a car. Not not a lot bigger, but <laughs> I'd say that, you know, I don't know that it made that big of a difference. Anyway, yeah. I don't, I don't really enjoy driving that stuff. I, snow I can get around in, like, as long as it's not like two, three feet of snow, something ridiculous. 
I can deal with it. Not fond of it. I don't like it. <laughs> but it, I can deal with it. I've driven a lot in the snow. <clears throat> Fucking ice, man. Fucking ice. Fuck ice. Makes me sound like <laughs> the government organization I'm talking about, which makes me think of the, uh, oh shit, uh, the comedian that was uh, on the Daily Show. She had her own show. I follow her on Instagram. She was on Seth Meyers. Uh, she had the Ice Is commercial, uh, which is fucking great. I got a commercial. Did I spell it commercial wrong? Damn it. It's not finding it. Um, I damn it. Uh, damn it. I can't remember her name. Uh, nope, nope. Uh, sp- keep trying ice spice. How is this ice spice? Uh, damn it. Uh, yeah, I can't remember her name. Well, it's, I'm completely blanking here. This is uh, as uh, it's really bothering me that I can't remember her damn name. Oh, there she is, right there. It is uh. I'm having to pull her up on the Daily Show. That's, uh... God damn it. It shows her, but it's not saying her fucking name. Uh, she did the, uh... Oh, man. This is just proof that, uh, how, how far my mind has gone. It is, uh... Why couldn't they just tag her on here? They didn't tag her. Oh, Michelle Wolf. I remembered it. I can see her. <laughs> it didn't actually say her name. It was showing the picture. Michelle Wolf. Yeah, she did the Ice Is commercial where it was uh, <clears throat> during the Trump administration. She had a Netflix show, which didn't last real long. Uh, Michelle, I love Michelle Wolf. She's a dirty, filthy comedian that uh, pulls no punches. And uh, <laughs> her Ice Is, which is just ISIS. Uh, the way they they keep saying it, you know, the 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 joke on there, and they basically compare, say that ice is basically ISIS. This is the way they they do shit. Anyway, if you've never seen that commercial, it's all on uh, YouTube as well. Michelle Wolf, like ice. If you put that in, you should find it. It's uh. <clears throat> So also a uh, distance. She's an ultra marathoner, <clears throat> which I I can respect that. I can respect that a lot. And uh, there was other things I was going to get to other than talking about ice and how much it fucking sucks. <laughs> but it kind of completely kind of put me. I got into it and then I forgot about everything else. Uh. Oh, I know one thing I was going to mention. Um, there's the Kronos Zen. There's the... Uh, let me pull up information about it. Which 
if you're play Call of Duty, you you've heard of the Chronos Zen. There's uh pull some news up here on it. <clears throat> this fucking device is uh here's off the verge.com. PlayStation 5 update blocks Chronos Zen cheat devices, which is a device that uh a peripheral that you plug your controller into, basically. And uh, it gives you, like, aim assist and all that good shit. Or bad shit. I don't... I The motherfuckers, they're fucking cheating. Call of Duty is what this is all about. I guess I'll read the article about it. PlayStation 5's latest update blocks players from using the Chronos Zen, a device cheaters use to get an unfair advantage in first-person shooters and other games. As spotted by Call of Duty News site Charlie Intel. A notice on the Kronos website warns players that the oh yeah, 24.01 yada, 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 update for the PS5 no longer allows the Kronos Zen to connect to the console. Although Kronos bills the device as a controller emulator, cheaters have been using it to perform all sorts of digital tweaks to their controllers like reducing recoil and setting macros. Some players using a keyboard and mouse also employ the Kronos Zen to trick their console into thinking they're using a controller for the benefit of their aim and movement abilities. <coughs> Kronos says there is no timetable on when it will get devices working again. However, we still don't know if Sony issued a patch to specifically block the Kronos Zen. Hopefully. <laughs> it's also unclear whether the other third-party hardware used for cheating like the XIM and Rhea Snow S1 are affected. The Verge reached out to Sony with a request for comment, but didn't immediately hear back. If Sony did block players from using the Chronos Zen, it wouldn't be much of a surprise. Last October, Xbox issued a sweeping ban on unauthorized controllers and accessories. Activision Blizzard also started cracking down on players using third-party hardware for cheating on Call of Duty last year, while Ubisoft, Bungie, and Fortnite developer Epic Games did the same. And, uh, man, I gotta say, playing last night with McCrew, it definitely, like, I'm wondering if people came out on force with the shit, because it seemed like there was some fucking cheating going on, because I was getting lasered, absolutely fucking lasered from distance, like, out of the sky. And I'm thinking, motherfuckers were, like, trying to get it in while they could, like, uh, don't do the update, let's go and fucking do some main botting before we, uh, <laughs> before the shit <laughs> hits the real fan, <laughs> gotta get my aimbot in. Fucking assholes. Uh, this is what happens when, you know, because Twitch is so big and, and uh, you know, streaming games in general and TikTok and all that, that everyone wants to be a, a streamer. And, well, to be a good streamer of the, with games and everything, you got to be good. So you got to – a lot of people take the cut, – cut corners. A lot of people cutting corners. Fucking, oh, uh, it was. It seemed pretty bad last night, though. <clears throat> there was a, uh, yeah. Here's I'm looking at articles for Call of Duty cheating. There was one from three days ago. Modern Warfare three players slam game as cheaters flood ranked play. Obviously, still a huge problem. As uh, 
man, it definitely did seem like I was wondering if like we would see like a lot of people all of a sudden their aim shit, but uh yeah, it did seem like, you know, people were trying to get it in last night like fuck. I didn't update. I want to I want to get it in while I can. <laughs> while I still can, I want to be fucking cheating with this shit. It seemed like they were in full force last night. I mean, it was just it was rough. It was rough. Came into contact with so many teams that just would not miss shots. <laughs> no matter the distance. Maybe it's just paranoia. Maybe it was just because I was tired and just it was a long week, even though I was uh, only worked four days. <laughs> Had a long week, and uh, but it did seem like there was there was some issues last night, some major issues. It was annoying, <clears throat> and uh, I mean when you. When you get shot out of the sky from a great distance, yeah, I mean, it is so annoying. <laughs> uh, I like to, you know, give people the benefit of the doubt, not accuse just everyone of cheating. But last night was, I mean, it was it was rough. Give me flashbacks to the old uh, <clears throat> days of uh, Call of Duty Cold War. Black Ops Cold War. When that game came out, it was fucking awesome. I one of my favorites, and like the just the gameplay was fantastic. And then, and then the cheaters came out and turned that game into a big, flaming piece of shit. Just like like a you know, a bag full of shit on fire, thrown on somebody's porch. That's what that game turned into. Because, like, everybody started cheating on that fucking game, and it was fucking ridiculous. You couldn't get through a match without running into two or three cheaters. And it was so fucking annoying. It was so obvious that they were fucking cheating. So bad. <laughs> Which I, I ha- have to wonder after that, you know, that when I suck, if, like, I'm just being a di- if I'm just, you know blaming cheating or if I'm just like I'm just having a rough night <laughs> like am I cheating or, uh, or I mean not am I cheating obviously I'm not cheating I'm getting my ass kicked um, <laughs> like is it in my head or you know am I sucking tonight or is this motherfucker cheating it's a, it's a constant battle constant battle and uh, fuck Chrono Zen fuck those sons of bitches fuck them in their asses Fuck them, fuck them, fuck them. <laughs> That's what I got to say about that. <laughs> and I went back and watched... Uh, I, I just saw it on Amazon Prime that they had it. And uh, I've been watching some uh, old World War II docs and stuff recently. And I was skimming through Amazon Prime and saw that they had uh, Valkyrie. Or maybe I even looked at it somewhere else because... Oh, I know why. Because I was watching a documentary on Hitler's uh, bodyguards and talking about all of the uh, assassination attempts on on Hitler. Uh, and you know, they of course talked about Stauffenberg, which uh, was the one that Tom Cruise played in Valkyrie, that was the closest, probably, to killing Hitler. Which, you know, the only thing I'll ever gr- give credit. Uh, 
Hitler credit for. You know, he was an evil monster. But there's one thing I will give him credit for. He did one thing no one else could do. Hitler killed Hitler. He fucking killed Hitler. <laughs> Way to go, Hitler. You killed you killed the biggest monster in history. And uh <clears throat> anyway, yeah, so I pulled up uh I watched Valkyrie. I hadn't seen that in years. Years and years. Stauffenberg. It's weird watching that movie. You know, I don't know how accurate it is. I'm gonna guess that it's not real accurate. <laughs> As most movies definitely miss the mark on that sort of thing. Um uh, let's see here, Valkyrie. Let's see just how let's see here, Tom Cruise. I'm gonna guess that it's pretty inaccurate. Um, you you're watching it, and you know this is f- near, not even a year out from the end of the war, and, and you know there was a lot of Nazis involved in uh, Stauffenberg's uh, <coughs> coup attempt, and uh, you have to imagine a lot of these people involved. I mean, they were Nazis. Maybe they weren't SS. But I'm gonna venture to guess that uh, I don't work. Not good people. Probably did some really awful shit, and uh, they just didn't want. They just didn't feel Hitler was the right guy to, you know, stay in power. Things weren't going so well with him leading. Which is, I'm gonna guess why a lot of them like jumped on board. Not uh, they, you know, some of them might have known about the Holocaust and whatnot. Probably a lot of them, but. I think it was more of concern that uh, they they were afraid what was going to happen to them and the country once the Allies fully took over. I mean, it was clear that that they were not going to win the war by the time the Stauffenberg uh, assassination attempt happened. Let's see what let's. I'm curious to what they have to say on WatchCharge.com. Just how historically accurate was Tom Cruise's Valkyrie? Um, that's, that's not a real long article. I'm just going to read over this here. It's, uh, Valkyrie is, in essence, a thriller movie that, uh, more than it is a war movie, and it's a damn good one at that. I mean, it's an entertaining movie. Charting the real-life events that saw a number of high-ranking Nazi officers attempt to overthrow Hitler. The movie stars Tom Cruise and Colonel Klaus von Stauffenberg... That is a great name, Klaus von Stauffenberg. You don't get much more German than that. Um, one of the leaders of the daring plot. Uh, the movie opens with Stauffenberg in North Africa voicing his displeasure towards Hitler and the state of his country. His rant isn't given long to linger, though, because Stauffenberg is soon injured by an American aircraft attack. Yeah. <laughs> get done, boys. Anyway, from that very point... The action and tension is pretty much wire to wire until the moments the credits the moment the credits roll. It's so ex- expertly crafted. I found myself literally holding my breath during certain sequences, even though I had a pretty good idea of how it was going to end for Stauffenberg uh, and his fellow dissenters. Cruz turns in an A plus ferocious performance, and the rest of the cast is also eerily right on the money. Um, if you didn't know how that was gonna end. I might say, do you not know anything about history? 
I mean, they had to know, A, Stauffenberg didn't kill Hitler. Hitler killed Hitler. <laughs> uh, anyway. Sure, they do all inexplicably have American, sometimes English accents, and are not speaking German, but the cast all convey the tense inner tor- turmoil each character is going through as they decide who to side with. It was truly one of the better historical films I've seen. Best of all, you can catch it right here. Uh, Let's see here. But do Things they got right. Costumes, props, vehicles. All of the costumes are either authentic military uniforms or clothing of the time. The details are spot on down to the various medals the characters wear. For a scene involving telecommunications, the set designer acquired over 30 exact period teletype machines. The P-40s used are all authentic. The tanks are real. Do you know how hard it is to get an authentic 1930s tank? Most films just rebuild those. The planes are authentic too. The only problem is the aforementioned plane that injures Stauffenberg in the opening scene drops bombs that it does not actually have the capacity to carry. Well, that's an issue. Some of the messages delivered in the film are the real messages dug out of archives. That's pretty cool. That's some good research. I like that. Uh, Now, that's going above and beyond. Additionally, despite Cruz's involvement, they managed to get permission from Germany to shoot in the real Bentelblock building where Stauffenberg was executed. Spoiler, sorry. Uh, that's pretty cool. The Shining Jewel, however, is Hitler's headquarters, also known as the Wolf's Lair. The production spent three months building an exact replica. Historians say it is authentic from the inside uh, to the mosquitoes seen flying around the outside. The plot, for the most part, the plan was conceived and carried out exactly as portrayed by the film. Early in the film, a bomb is placed on Hitler's plane, but it fails to go off. The characters then had to retrieve the bomb from the SS, which is disguised in a uh, liquor box. I thought for sure this was a convenient Hollywood cliche, inserting the opening to build tension, but it really happened. I I was aware that that bombing, or attempted bombing, happened. In fact, the full story leading up to the July 20th has other assassination attempts that were not even included simply because they didn't have time. Here's what they got wrong. Treskow didn't retrieve the liquor bomb, and one of the movie's Tenses scenes, a major character retrieves the liquor bomb from the SS without revealing its contents. In reality, this was carried out by one of his aides. Sheesh. Imagine being an intern and getting that job. <laughs> uh, like, hey, uh, I need you to go pick up this bottle. Don't fucking open that shit. Make sure nobody else opens it. Um, Heften uh, didn't speak in front. At the end of the film, the young conspirator Werner von Heften... Uh, steps in front of Stauffenberg's firing line, revealing himself to be a traitor. Um, he is shot in the front of Stauffenberg as they share a knowing glance. Hafton uh, seems at peace with his decision. In reality, this never happened. Hafton was discovered and executed after the initial Bendelblock executions. Hitler didn't approve review Valkyrie in person for Stauffenberg. Um, Valkyrie basically refers to an executive order which calls for the reserve army to step up in the case of a military coup. Uh, Stauffenberg's plan was to assassinate Hitler, then use army radio frequencies to announce the SS was attempting a coup and have them arrested. Once they were away, Stauffenberg and his allies could instill uh, new leadership. First, however, they needed Hitler to approve the rewritten declaration 
and explicitly ordered the reserve army, which Stauffenberg fronted, to be called upon to eradicate threats. In the film, Stauffenberg sweats it out while Hitler reviews it. In real life, however, it was approved separately and then sent to Stauffenberg. Uh, Stauffenberg's plan. It wasn't really Stauffenberg's plan. The film portrays him as a man on a mission. The de facto leader of the conspirators. I mean, it's Tom Cruise. He's going to have to be. It suggests that his vigor is the inspiration that pushes others into the resistance. In reality, Colonel Henning von Treskow uh, did most of the legwork. He managed to get a great many resistors assigned under his command, making his officers a hive mind for conspiracy. There, several plans to assassinate Hitler were conceived, but they were all aborted or failed. Historically, the other military leaders did not waver their decisions or need as much guidance as they receive in the film. Hitler had many steadfast dissenters and critics in the German military, but the SS was a powerful regime to remove. So there's, there's a couple more things they got wrong here. Stauffenberg himself. This is actually the biggest misstep of the film. Stauffenberg is portrayed as a straightforward hero, but uh, here we go. Yeah, I mean, he was a Nazi, <laughs> but his life story is not so simple. Earlier in his career, Stauffenberg was a major supporter of Hitler and the National Socialism ideas he preached. He and Treskow both participated in heinous massacres on the Eastern Front, and Stauffenberg believed in Nazism and was even an anti-Semite. Although he was very much opposed to genocide as most German leaders were, he did believe that the removal of Jewish culture would be beneficial to his country. Stauffenberg, as well as others, only began to oppose Hitler outright when it looked as though the war was no longer winnable. In fact, the opposition to Hitler was mostly led by rich conservatives who were upset they lost power when he took over. Which I think is the biggest part of the... That makes this film a bunch of shit. <laughs> That's a big thing to have wrong. Because it portrays him as just a fucking hero. We should all be worshipping this fucking Nazi hero. When in reality, he was a fucking Nazi. <laughs> he believed in the ideals. Except for maybe he didn't believe in, in you know, complete genocide. But eh, it seems doubtful. Here it says, uh, the saddest part is expert historians have come to consensus that even after a successful assassination, the rebels would have been overpowered and Hitler's right-hand man would be put in place to resume his vision. The problem is they attempted a military coup that did not involve the many citizens of Germany who were hostile towards the Nazi regime and ready to fight to the death with proper leadership which ultimately limited his chances of success in the long run. Despite all this, there's no denying that Valkyrie is a wholly fascinating story. It's also perfectly clear why the filmmakers opted to make the changes they did, cutting out many of the blurred lines and gray areas that existed with the personalities in the real life, instead opting to focus on the tension and complexity that would have been associated with concocting such a daring plan to take down the most feared man in the world. Which, I mean, it does... I mean, it's a crazy story, and uh, <clears throat> to to go through that. But again, they were fucking Nazis, man. They believed in the Nazi ideal. They just didn't feel like Hitler was the guy to fucking you know do the job. He wasn't he wasn't up to par anymore. And they were like, yeah, we gotta we gotta fix this shit. 
we gotta put this shit on the right uh, path here. And uh, it was, uh, <clears throat> I mean, you know, I think that that really they. I mean, they hero wise um, turned him into a total hero. Cause I mean, it, I'm sure I'm sure that's a must whenever Tom Cruise signs on. Like, oh, you got to make me look good. Got to make me be a hero. <laughs> I ain't no villain. Uh, so just disregard, you know, disregard the, the part of that, you know, the monsterish part <laughs> of all these people involved that, oh yeah, they still were Nazis. <clears throat> As, uh, I think that's, you know, something you shouldn't just like gloss over. Just, just a thought, just a thought. Is it definitely like, I, I, don't feel like there should be any hero worship to to any of these Nazis. And again, it was near the fucking end. It was 1944. It was rounding the end of the war. It was near near the very end of the fucking thing. And uh, they were just trying to save their own hide. They're more concerned about what that was going to look like to the uh you know the allies be like hey look you know we we're, we're not so bad we can we can discuss like how this war is going to end um so maybe uh <laughs> not all <laughs> oh, just be brutally murdered at the end of this at the end of the day, you know. Hey, but you know, at the end of the day, I mean, we we got s- the allies won at least. Though you know, had had the cons- had Stauffenberg been able to assassinate Hitler at that time, I mean, it would have saved some lives. It would have saved a lot of lives. You got the the Nazis at that point. The Holocaust was on. I mean, they were lighting that. That was brutal time. A lot of people were being murdered at that point. And not just in the uh, extermination camps and everything, but, I mean, the war. I mean, there was... It would have taken a lot. They would have had to assassinate Hitler, though, and taken out Himmler would have they would have had to also have taken out Himmler and Goering <laughs> and they would have had to take out his whole there was so many just evil bastards at the top of the Nazi regime that uh I mean if Himmler would have taken control hell it might have gotten worse like that motherfucker was a monster that dude the architect behind the holocaust right there and he had full free reign, you know, shit. And then could have used, you know, Hitler as a pariah. Like, that would have... <clears throat> like, this is our, our murdered saint. That wouldn't have... Would not have been good. Um, <clears throat> But, hey, you know, we did... Stauffenberg did a, at least attempt to kill Hitler. He came real close. Came real close. You know, may, maybe he wasn't for the complete 
destruction of the Jewish race, but you know, still not the greatest guy. <laughs> still a Nazi. Still a card carrying member. Ah, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, this is taking a bit of a dark turn. <laughs> not so much funny in this, or vulgar. I haven't been that vulgar. There was no shit involved. I haven't been vulgar in a while, I guess. No, uh, the tagline to this podcast just doesn't really hold up these days. <laughs> uh, as I get older, I'm just not as vulgar. I don't know what it is. I'm to- talking about shit and everything like constantly. That was a common thing for me back in the day. I was uh, very much into the Bristol stool chart and uh, knowing how healthy I am by my shit. Which here lately, my shit's not been great. It's not been great. I'm not. I'm not putting the greatest food and stuff in, though. You know. <clears throat> expect. Uh, don't expect to get out <laughs> better than your what you're putting in. You know. <laughs> uh, don't expect your shit to be to look like you know uh, a healthy full course meal when you're just putting in like fucking ramen. The in the other side. It doesn't work like that. Or so <laughs> or so it's never worked out for me that way. Ugh. As uh Yeah, I guess that's uh, I guess I'm all good here. I actually I need to eat some dinner speaking of ramen. <laughs> I gotta prepare some more shit. I gotta brew my next round of Dookie. Ugh. I believe it was just an anniversary on that album, The Dookie, which is, uh, you know, before I wrap, oh, man, I'm talking about that. You know, I should, <clears throat> the, Billy Armstrong, Billy Joe Armstrong is uh, the leader of uh, Green Day. He's been making his rounds doing interviews, which uh, I enjoyed his interview on uh, WTF with Mark Maron. Um, I got to say, the early days of Green Day, man, those first three albums, and maybe even the fourth, not so much the fourth, but even into the fourth album, I was still like a fan. But man, I was a uh, big fan of that early shit. Just, uh, just love that stuff. And uh, yeah, through probably the first four albums. I mean, Insomniac. I mean, I liked. Uh, basically, like, well, like a couple of songs off there. I wasn't like a huge fan of the album. Uh, was it Geek Stink Breath? Is that the the dinner? I don't remember which ones. Which I know that uh, the first fucking yeah, first several albums, man, were uh were just huge, man. Like I, the I first heard Dookie because I mean that came out in '94. I was in junior high at the time. Yeah, it came out in '94. So yeah, thirty years ago, Dookie came out. Uh, there was uh, <clears throat> when it, that came out, I listened the fuck out of that. I mean, back to back. But then I really got into like the earlier stuff too because like there was. So two albums before that, 
uh, Kerplunk. Well, I'm a big fan of Kerplunk. Kerplunk's some good shit. And there's uh, the 39 Smooth, which then they ended up putting out the 1039 Smoothed Out Slap Happy Hours, which I guess is uh, they ended up doing... Yeah, because 39 Smooth is their debut album, and I guess they did an updated version of that. <laughs> um, but that had some good stuff on it. But I was a, I was a really big fan of uh, Kerplunk, which is like early Green Day. I don't know, just something, just something, really uh, <clears throat> it hit me with that stuff. Um, it's uh okay. So the uh 1039 smoothed out slap slappy hours is uh it's a compilation album of their early stuff, which is the 39 smooth with like a I guess a little bit more. <laughs> As uh Yeah, man, that stuff was It's so weird though. The once the, once the the later stuff came out like uh which is old now like Nimrod was okay like 97 warning it's like eh those first three albums really is where it gelled with me and like there was at that point in time in my life like when that was like there was there was nothing better than Green Day <laughs> I mean the fucking just hearing like the bass line to like Longview and stuff I can hear it in my head right now to be honest, I haven't listened to a lot of their newer stuff. But by the time like American Idiot came out, which it wasn't anything to do with the politics, I just didn't like the sound of the stuff. I don't know, it just didn't have the feel to me as the like the OG Green Day. It didn't have <clears throat> even though it's, you know, fuck the man basically thing and talking about, you know, the uh fuck the Bush administration, which I was all on board with that. I just wasn't feeling the music. <laughs> As uh but they kinda lost me before then. Like uh even by like Insomniac again, like one or two songs on there I really cared for. And I don't know. But there was those first three albums that just fucking every track. <laughs> or at least on Kerplunk and Dookie. I mean those two albums. That was that was madness. Uh, I mean, I was like nonstop listening to that shit. Anyway, I'm I'm gonna wrap it up because I really do need to eat. I need to get. I need to. I'm not gonna be able to shit later if I don't eat. <laughs> it's the only way I'm gonna get the shit out. Um. <laughs> all right. So as always, that is a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can.